This is George Newbern, the voice of Superman, and you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Get charged up for action that'll shock your system. Tell me that's not cool. An unstoppable superhero and his crew embark on impossible missions and will bring mutated villains to justice. When static's in the house, bad guys better step off. Pull the plug on crime with the adventures of Static Shock. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to episode 210 of the DCAU Review. I am Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, we are just moving right along for yet another month of Static Shock Reviews, and uh, we got a pretty interesting one to talk about today. That is right, Liam. As you mentioned last week, we jumped around a lot this month. We did a season one episode. We did a season three episode. Hey, let's split the difference. Let's do a season two episode for this week. And we are going to be covering the very Richie-centric. And if you recall, as we mentioned last week, this is pre-Gear Richie season two. Uh, So a very Richie-centric episode called power play so we learn a little bit about the the dynamic and friendship between richie and virgil and uh richie gets into a little bit of trouble that may or may not be a stand-in for drug addiction or alcohol addiction or some sort of addictive property cigarettes maybe i don't know but uh we'll we'll discuss that when we get into our plot i suppose Absolutely. And uh, we will get to that plot in a moment here, Cal. But first, I must bring us our official IMDb synopsis, of course, brought to you by the wonderful Pod Tower YouTube channel, which we are a part of, along with the folks from Watchtower Database and Tim Talk. You can head to youtube.com slash the pod tower and subscribe. Even if you don't listen to your podcasts on YouTube, it still helps us out to just click that little subscribe button. So we, uh, we appreciate that. You'd be helping us and some other fine folks out. But yes, this is the synopsis for Power Play, which is written by Dwayne McDuffie, directed by Joe Sikta, with music by Richard Wolf and animation by Dong Wu. And that synopsis reads as such. Richie becomes envious of Static's powers and yearns to be a hero too, wanting to be a partner rather than a sidekick. When a mysterious encounter lands him new powers, Richie becomes consumed by it, but the price he has to pay to keep them is more than he bargained for. All right. Uh, I would have combined both of those paragraphs or Mm -hmm. just gone with the second one, probably. Seems a little little wordy, a lot of Uh, information. Light on detail, despite using that many words, too yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, i think we got a little too clever for our uh, for our good this week i did so. like that they used the word yearn though that's uh it's an underused that's a good one yep yearn uh, i will also mention i uh, did not mention it at the beginning but this episode aired originally here in the states back on february the 2nd 2002 that means we just passed the 20 year anniversary of this episode's original debut absolutely cal and uh, with all of that preamble we can move right on into our plot discussion, the first of our four main categories. And uh, when it comes to the plot here, we kick off with a kind of a funny little scene as we see Richie, uh, we we establish right off the bat that uh, Richie has a bit of a hero envy, should we say, with uh, when it relates to static and maybe some of the other humans around town in Dakota. He's sort of uh, imagining himself as this grand superhero and, imagining villains for him to face and uh he's he's complete with costume and uh and a broom handle that he's pretending is some sort of a cosmic weapon evil sinister tentacles threaten to strangle the fair city of dakota but fear not for today a new champion is born Soaring through the sky, our young hero spots trouble on the ground. All right, Dr. Insidious, your plan to destroy the world with your Mondo gravity ray is over. Armed with his awesome electro quarterstaff, he makes quick work of the evil doctor's heinous henchmen. 
my staff! Dodging death rays, he makes a desperate dive for the control panel. If he can reach it, he, he, ha! How long have you been there? I came in at Heinous Henchman. Why didn't you say anything? I wanted to see how it turned out. And uh, after uh, a few a minute or so of that, we uh, we see that Static has been has been sitting there quietly watching uh, Richie's imaginary adventures. And uh, we establish right off the bat, Richie's uh, he really goes zero to one hundred as far as he's very angry that Static is kind of busting his chops over over this pretend uh, fantasy that he had, and and very quickly goes right to I think the wrong person got the powers. Uh, and storms <laughs> off. So it's a, we we established very quickly that Richie uh, Richie has himself quite the inferiority complex in this episode. Yeah, and it's not something that we really have seen or heard from before. So it kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. I think if we're critiquing the plot as we kind of go here, that could have been something that maybe uh, would have set out in prior episodes that he had a bit of a jealousy or maybe even just mentioning one off like, oh, man, I wish I had gotten powers too or something like that. Uh, or perhaps having a prior episode that dealt with him uh, recognizing and and maybe Virgil sharing with some of his struggles with having the powers and not wishing to have them and and uh, and Richie maybe you know arguing and saying well I wish I did have them but yeah because this does feel very very like it escalates very quickly I'll just say that but yeah Richie uh, Richie is somewhat embarrassed i think that that led to that seemingly led to the escalation he's embarrassed that static was sort of watching him quietly and snickering afterwards and static goes out of his way to somewhat quell richie's anger by saying hey we all have heroes and mentions one of his own heroes and uh and then but richie is uh is is still quite embarrassed and upset and as you mentioned that line of i think the wrong person got powers is the one that he throws out there and he's still sort of muttering it to himself as he's uh, riding away on his scooter in a very angry angrily wet uh, manner and uh, he decides to ride through this construction site where of course uh, just like any good 80s or 90s kids movie he runs into a mysterious stranger who is lurking a bit and he he literally runs into this stranger on his <laughs> on his scooter because the stranger seemingly appears out of nowhere the stranger uh, grabs him by the hand as he as he stands up and there's this sort of electrical current that occurs between them and Richie is confused and taken aback as to what just happened and the old man pretends as if he doesn't know what Richie is talking about. Richie then uh, looks up and and sees a pair of young gentlemen in these bright colored jumpsuits sitting on what appears to be some sort of playground equipment and they're snickering and laughing. Uh, he turns to to look for the old man again and, and doesn't see him. And then he looks back to the uh, towards the the young men and they also are gone. So he quickly uh, stands up, gets on his scooter and, and scatters and is left to sort of recount the whole thing to to Virgil the very next day at lunch. That's right. And we kind of pick up right there as, as he's uh, sort of talking to Virgil and explaining what happened. And it all seems so strange. And as uh, Virgil goes back inside the restaurant to get them some refills on their drinks, uh, a real nuns and dynamite moment uh, uh, pops <laughs> up, as, as, uh, as the Flash famously said once. Uh, as, yes, randomly, there is a, a, a large truck uh, that is barreling down the streets of Dakota out of control. The brakes apparently fail, as we, we hear the driver say a couple minutes later. But and uh, wouldn't you know it, a, a little a little dog, a puppy, runs out into the street and is just uh, frozen in fear. And and Richie springs into action to to save the little dog. And right then, the truck is about to collide with Richie, and we see Richie put his hands up. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Richie gets his wish. His wish has come true. And he shows off this uh, mysterious force field power. Uh, and uh, as Static is sort of, or Virgil is coming back out of the restaurant, he sees this and quickly grabs Richie and, and takes him away. And they, they go back to, I think, right where Virgil trained in the, in the very first episode of the series. Hmm. Uh, they go, go back to the old junkyard. And we have sort of a, a varying tests of, of Richie's powers. He's having trouble reactivating them at first. And then Virgil sort of helps him 
figure out how to use them and they sort of test their powers against each other a little bit and Richie is just so over the moon about this that he begins he realizes that he can use this this push power to uh, not only create force fields but to sort of fire energy blasts and even sort of propel himself into the air he can literally fly and he's having so much fun but right as he gets airborne yeah, uh, those powers begin to flicker and, and fade away, and he starts falling fast back towards the earth. Uh, Virgil is able to do some quick thinking and uh, and save him right at the last second from uh, falling to his doom. And quickly, Richie uh, is is really un uncomfortable as he believes that his powers have have now faded away, and he's he's right back to square one, and he's he's quite upset with this. Uh, is apparent uh, loss of this newfound power. Yeah, so Richie, uh, quite frustrated with his loss of power, and uh, he's very depressed. There's a scene with him and his mom talking, and his mom tries to check in on him, and she clearly sees that he's acting out of sorts. So he decides at that moment to leave his house in search of the old man and heads back to the construction site where he first interacted with him. And wouldn't you know, the old man is back there along with those two strange fellows that he saw hanging around. And the man introduces himself as Ragtag. Uh, he, he does call me Ragtag and no one does. I, I think that's the funniest part of this character. Who are you? My real name is unimportant. Call me Ragtag. From the moment I touched your hand, I knew you were special. I could tell you have great potential. So you can give me powers again? Of course. And in return for my gift, I only ask one thing, at least for now. Promise me you will never tell anyone where or how you got your powers. I promise. Good. And it's our little secret. This is a, a point that we will all, man will come, man and humankind will come back to over and over again throughout the ages. And that is just this quite simple fact. You cannot give yourself a nickname. It has to be given to you. You can't. You can't try to give yourself a nickname. It never works. I'm telling you. Yep. That this is absolutely 100% correct. So yes, Ragtag, uh, despite uh, despite introducing himself that way and never called that, reveals that he himself, uh, despite being an old man, is a baby again. Meaning, of course, a Bang Baby. He was affected by uh, by the Big Bang. And he, his powers, however, are that he doesn't have powers, but he can bestow powers uh, to people. And he references, <laughs> I tell you what, he gave tried to give himself the nickname Ragtag. And mm -hmm. then he names the two other young men that he's bestowed powers upon run and jump. Why? <laughs> because the one can run really fast. And the other one is jump because he can teleport from place to place. So I guess he jumps around a lot. So not it's a the movie not, jumper. It, there you go. Yes. Maybe it is a reference to that, that a, a retroactive reference to like the 2007 Hayden Christensen vehicle jumper. <laughs> Clearly that's what they were going for in this cartoon that debuted in 2002. <laughs> Yes, a deep cut for sure. Retroactive Easter egg for sure. Uh, but yeah, so Run and Jump are the other two gentlemen he's bestowed powers on. And he promises uh, once Richie realizes or once R Richie admits to him that he does need or want more power or his powers back, he grants them to him freely under one condition. And that's that he not tell anyone who he was or where he got his powers from. So uh, Richie agrees and he holds up the staff and bestows the powers on him once again. And uh, it appears that Richie, his powers have been restored to where they were just before, maybe even a, a little bit more powerful. So uh, we cut to uh, a scene. At, a lot of a lot of happenstance occurs here where, wouldn't you know it, there's 
a, uh, a separate construction site, I believe that's, that's happening here. We have a crane that's on the edge of a building and it's lifting up some uh, heavy steel girders. And just, just like in Superman, the animated series, these guys <laughs> just, they, they said, you know what, we're going to lift up as many as possible. We're not going to worry about this crane dropping off the side of the building or it being too heavy because that's mm -hmm. not a thing. We, we need to get these up here as quickly as possible. So, and there's two men in this crane for some reason, even though it's a crane, why are there two men in the crane? <laughs> I don't know. There's two men in the crane. Uh, so the crane begins to fail and static is, is flying in to, to attempt to keep the, the crane from falling off the side of the building. It begins to snap sort of right at the top. So as static uh, attempts to keep that part of the crane from falling, uh, the doors swing open and the gentlemen on the crane begin to, to tumble uh, as they jump out, but uh, they're on the edge of the building that begins to crumble where the, the crane is and the crane begins to, to fall off of this giant building. And uh, as they're falling, thankfully, we have the arrival of another new superhero who decided to give him his own name. Very original. <laughs> Maybe the old man bestowed it upon him. Hard to say, but we have the arrival for the first time in static history of Push. That is right. Richie has gotten his own uh, color co coordinated uh, jumpsuit to wear along with, <laughs> with run and jump. And uh, <laughs> he is here to, uh, to help save the day. Static continues to struggle with this giant uh, piece of the metal crane that has fallen off. And meanwhile, Richie is able to carry a lot of the civilians to safety as well as save the two uh, construction workers. Doesn't do much about the actual uh, large machinery falling towards the earth. That still crashes down, but uh, he is able to at least save the, uh, the individuals and uh, really soaks in that adulation as, as Static sort of just finally is able to keep that uh, giant piece of metal from from crashing into the city uh yeah meanwhile rishi is is very much enjoying the attention from the various citizens including a couple of young ladies who uh seem very infatuated with him but he he quickly sees uh static and they decide they need to go have a conversation and they they fly off and uh, it becomes cl clear very quickly that uh, static is concerned about this and uh, and what he's doing and and he feels like there could be some danger to it all and that this could all be going to richie's head a little bit too fast and and there we really see uh this 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 begins to smell of our our heavy-handed metaphor for uh i guess it's drugs is yeah, that what I'm we're sure. doing this week it's some <laughs> sort of something with an addictive property drugs yeah. hey for 2022 it could be vaping you know vaping sure. these days yeah I absolutely um, so yes, it's, uh, but yes, it's, it's clear now that Richie loves this power and, and will do anything to keep it and even sort of is willing to come to blows with static over this and sort of accuses static of being jealous and sort of, uh, feeling like it, they, they, that static is, uh, is being unfair to him and is only concerned because suddenly Richie is as powerful as he is and he's not the special one anymore. And so Richie, uh, at that point flies off after, as we said, they they sort of literally physically come to blows and, and Richie flies off. You want to tell me what's going on? Simple. I'm a superhero. Yeah, Richie, I got that much. Excuse me. When I'm in costume, I'd prefer that you address me by my superhero handle. From now on, just call me Push. Okay, Push. How'd you get your powers back? And where'd they come from in the first place? Sorry, bud. That's classified. What? And this isn't like you. The heavy two, the big secrets? What's up? Nothing's up, except me. I feel great, better than I ever felt. That doesn't answer my... Hey, does this have something to do with that old guy you met? It does, doesn't it? Mind your own business, V. You are my business partner. Oh, I see. When you're the only one with powers, everything's fine. When I get them too, suddenly it's a crisis. That's not what I said, Rich. Frankly, I just think this thing is getting out of your control. I can handle it. And I don't have to explain myself to you or anybody. Now back off! As uh, we, we find out that uh, he's once again a little bit low on power, he flies directly back to the uh, to Ragtag and, uh, and the rest of the crew there. And just as his powers fade out, he's able to land there. And as he gets back into Ragtag's uh, 
sanctum, I guess. Uh, he is uh, he's grieved by them, and he, he once again begs Ragtag to give him more power. And, uh, and of course, the old man says that he will, but if he wants it this time, it's going to cost him something. And we quickly find out as we set up our, our third act here that uh, if Frishy wants to do to continue being a hero, to continue doing good, he's going to have to do something uh, pretty bad first. In order to become a hero, he must first become a villain. That's right. What, what the like 2000s or 1990s voiceover guy <laughs> would say on a, on a preview. Great tagline for an image comic of like in like 1996 there we go yeah so richie of course has to meet up with run and jump i'm still dying that these are their names <laughs> and they are outside some sort of jewelry museum or something i think is what, I, I i don't know it's it's very nondescript but they're breaking in they're each going to play a part uh, the plan is laid out very clearly to richie Richie is uh, there in full garb, by the way. I like that he gets rid of his earring. Like that's he changes his glasses and gets rid of his earring, and that's how that's how he disguises himself. Uh, I, people talk about Clark Kent having a weak weak alias with just yeah, wearing glasses. Pretty great, pretty great. Uh... But uh, taking your earring out as as a way to disguise yourself is <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit less uh, less inconspicuous. But anyway, so we yes, we're here at this museum and they're about to lay it out. And Richie realizes sort of the foolishness of this. He even mentions to them that he wants to be a hero. He doesn't want to be a villain. They tell him, well, you can't be a hero without powers, and you can't have power unless you get it from the old man. They even try and encourage him and say that they're. Uh, powers are sticking around longer now that they've had more recharges uh, so they start the process of breaking into this museum and it's at that point that Richie realizes that he's not down with this so he actually intentionally sets off the museum alarm which uh, run and jump are none too happy about and they begin to turn on on Richie who is uh wouldn't you know it his powers are almost drained at this point and just as it appears that Richie is done for and is about to be overtaken good thing his good friend Static has arrived uh, just in time to uh, to save his bacon there's a little bit of a battle that ensues between Static and uh and Run and Jump he's able to use his Static Cling to keep uh to keep uh, run stuck to something and then electrocutes him to knock him out and then jump he's able to uh to just he just electrocutes him too uh and despite him <laughs> him him jumping through a portal he comes out the other side of a portal and is sort of incapacitated at that point so uh it, it takes a lot out of static uh, clearly but uh they decide that they're going to at that point head back and deal with the old man and once they return, the old man is none too happy that uh, that that Richie has returned without uh, without any goods, and decides that he's going to try and take it out on Richie. We also see Static, of course, has arrived as well. Static's actually the first one there to uh, to confront him with it, and we learn that Ragtag, or the old man as he's more known as, not only <laughs> not not only does he give powers, but he can also take power away. So he's got a little bit of parasite type powers about him but i guess mm -hmm. he doesn't i guess he doesn't get the powers he can just take the powers away um so he's trying to drain static's life force at that point and that's when richie inter intercedes and uh breaks it breaks it up and there's a ensuing battle between the two of them as they fight over his staff he ends up tumbling over the side of a building and uh, asks Richie for help, extends his hand, and then Richie realizes it's it's trick. And uh, Richie lets him fall to his death. Um, well, <laughs> may maybe. I don't know. He, he does land very far down into in a dumpster, but uh, it's, a, it's a steep drop off of a building, and uh, he's not really ever heard from again. So... Who knows? Maybe he's, he's 78 alive. years old. So yeah, he's, he's an old man and he fell into a dumpster from, from many stories up. So <laughs> well, we'll just say my head cannon is the man is dead. The man died. <laughs> he's a, a pile of dust in that dumpster. But uh, we then, we then wrap things up with a nice little ending here as we did so often with this show where uh, Richie and Virgil are sort of decompressing and, and uh, talking about their experience. Richie happily putting his push uniform away in the closet, 
happy to once again be the sidekick as he refers it and static assures him that he's happy that Richie is there to have his back. And uh, they get into a, a bit of a meta semi meta debate here, sort of like a, a classic comic book fans uh, arguments over mm-hmm. which superhero would win in a fight as they begin to f- argue over who would have won and who had the more powerful set of powers. And uh, so they decide that they're going to uh, they're going to settle it once and for all. And uh, they're going to do that. Uh, not, of course, by fists or since Richie doesn't have powers, not power to power, but they're going to go to our arcade and play a video game and uh, may the best man win. And that's uh, that's kind of how our, our episode wraps up here for this week. Hanging it all up, huh? Yep. I miss having superpowers. All things considered, I think I'll stick to being a sidekick. Glad to hear it. I feel better knowing you got my back, even though I was more powerful than you. In your dreams, pushy boy. Oh, yeah? Then how come you couldn't break through my force field? Because I wasn't even trying. <laughs> was too. Was not. Guess there's only one way to settle this. Man to man. No quarter asked, no quarter given. You're wrong. Give me a quarter. Your will is strong, young bushwhacker. But it is no match for my thumbs of darkness. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> absolutely yeah so all all's well that ends well um as as we uh, we leave the sunny skies of dakota for this week yeah so uh, as we as we begin to wrap up here and give our plot scores um i like this episode as like a concept um obviously it's a little it's no knowing where the series goes and that that gear does become a full-fledged superhero later on it maybe lessens what this episode means when he's as opposed to this one where it seems more like a one-off of oh it's the one where where richie gets superpowers uh so but i think as an episode as a concept of of the the sidekick or the the supporting character feeling a bit inferior to the to the star of the show and uh and then getting a taste of what that, that life could be like and kind of going on an ego trip about it I think there's like there's good stuff in here. I think we'll talk about it in visuals. I think it's a fun episode to watch. Um, I do think it breaks down a little bit in one. I don't think Richie is uh, sufficiently punished for being such a jerk. Um, <laughs> uh, also, he's, again, he assisting goes, in breaking and entering to a jewelry museum. <laughs> so he just goes zero to one hundred again, right in that first scene where he's telling Virgil that the wrong kid got the powers and then again when uh, when Virgil's clearly just trying to help him and is concerned about him he's very quick to uh, use his powers against Virgil and I understand again like we said they sort of lean into a little bit of that this is uh, like an addiction thing and and the old man is the dealer who gave gave Richie a couple of free tastes before demanding payment for his final thing so I understand that's kind of what they were going for is that you know, a lot of times in real life, uh, it, it, you know, addiction makes people act out of the ordinary. But he was still a jerk at the start of the episode before he had the powers. Yep. And uh, I think, I think uh, he, but like uh, ultimately, the lesson here is one: yes, addiction is dangerous. Don't talk to strangers. And uh, you know, anyone can be a hero, even if, even if they don't have superpowers. So they they put a lot of put a lot of little bows on on the lessons being taught this week i think like i said i think it's a fun episode um the silly names that the villains have uh notwithstanding um i think it's a fun concept i just don't know that it, it all comes together too perfectly and it feels like we just kind of hit a reset button whereas it feels like it should be a much bigger deal that richie physically attacked his best friend agreed <laughs> um and and we just kind of we just wrap it up and everything's all good and everything's all hunky dory now and so i think like i said i think there's fun concepts in it and as we'll get to in other categories there is other good things to say about it but as a story i thought it was just like i said interesting idea maybe not perfectly executed uh i ended up settling on a six out of ten for my plot yeah i gave it the same exact score i i think for those exact reasons uh not to i won't rehash any of that stuff but um i think the richie character and and it's interesting as you mentioned because he ends up getting powers this does feel like 
I don't know. It feels a little lessened, a little cheapened, I guess, uh, you know, because we know that he ultimately does get powers at the end. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think if they had zeroed in on it, I think that if you had done a little bit better uh, at seeing some of the, the consequences that Richie faced because he was seeking the power, like there's, there's a little rift and we know that there's sort of the sort of the thing where static has to cover for him because he lied to his mom about where he was going, but that's literally mm-hmm. one very short scene. So you don't really see the fracture between his relationship with his parents or his mom even, or, you know, it, it you really don't really get to feel the full brunt of this. And I, I get it. We, we kind of talked about it last week. Sometimes the stories for these episodes are very hampered because not only are they only 22 minutes, but it's very, very, at times it's very watered down because it is a child's show. It's a, you know, it's a kid's show. It's, and it, they didn't go for mm-hmm. those deeper, darker themes all the time. So I, I think that if you had had maybe two parts to spread this over, that could have created a little more depth or made, made it a little bit more effective. Like you said, to see some more of those, those consequences for, for seeking this power over his putting it ahead of everything and or ahead of his relationships and really drive that addiction uh, parallel home, or uh, maybe, maybe, you know, start out with him having, getting the powers right away in the, you know, in the very first, in the first scene and maybe cut out the, the scene where, you know, he infers that Static's getting jealous. Although I, I, I do kind of like that dynamic because that's always a, it's always an interesting thing where you start accusing the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the hero of, of, of being jealous of the exposure that the new guy is getting. But yeah, it's just there's some there's some good things. It's just not a not a home run, I don't think. So I gave it the same exact score, six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's totally fair. And uh, Cal, that will move us on to uh, visuals and animation. And uh, the first thing, uh, we already kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, the first thing that stuck out to me was the the character designs in this week's episode. We have three new villains, as well as Richie's uh, superhero alter ego, as mentioned, uh, Run, Jump, and Push all have uh, these, uh, it's kind of, they're all wearing the same sort of outfit. It's these uh you know kind of mono mono colored uh uh jackets with like a different colored stripe down the the middle and then these uh these like snow caps on their head and then uh, and 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 then of course uh, push gets goggles as well because i guess he's uh he's concerned with the secret identity but uh but yeah i i like it's very um it's very like again speaking of the 2007 film jumper uh <laughs> getting a lot of play this week two name Uh, but it's like there's like an era where people were making superhero content but weren't willing to commit to the costume parts of superhero stuff right um and that's kind of what this feels like this feels like the the infamous games or uh or i don't know one of those uh like heroes or something like that Uh, where, where we're doing superhero stories, but we're not willing to commit to full costumes, but we'll kind of give them something, even Smallville to a degree. I was going to say, even the, the Justice the Justice League stand-ins on Smallville all had those matching like mm-hmm. leather jumpsuits. Yes, the leather vests with their uh, with their hoodies. Yes, it's uh, so it's very it's very of that era, or even maybe a little bit ahead of that era, uh, as far as we're, we're all in sort of these suits, but they're not really uh, traditional superhero or supervillain suits. But uh, uh, yeah, the, so those designs kind of stood out to me as being kind of quirky and funny. And then I actually really do like the the design for the old man. Like I think he looks real creepy and weird. He almost like he, <laughs> there's elements of him. He isn't green, but he kind of reminds me of the the witch from looney tunes like he has this really <laughs> elongated like he has this really elongated chin and maybe it's the hat too and uh and has like a wart on his on his face and he's just like his really creepy guy and there's a couple of kind of strange close-ups that you get on him uh when he's sort of first giving richie his powers and then when when richie comes back to him later to to uh to get his powers back he just has this really sinister edge and he, he's just a real gives off these really creepy vibes which i guess sort of all culminate when we find out that no not only can he give powers but he can also take powers away and then begins to do that to static it feels 
it feels genuinely pretty uh pretty scary and like a big threat to our to our hero at that point yeah imagine if they'd brought him back and he hadn't died in a dumpster and they brought him back and he uh like there's an episode where static loses his powers and static he like takes static's powers away and static actually kind of gets used to the not having powers and then Richie has to figure out or they have to figure out a way to outsmart them without their powers or something like that. Like, I know that's old hat kind of been done superhero stuff, but Mm -hmm. killing this guy, like giving that him that power in the very last scene for like two seconds feels a little cheap. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I think visuals this week, I I didn't have a whole, whole lot um, to, to notate. I will say that this episode for being a, a season two episode didn't stand out as being horribly animated. I feel like uh, it was, it was done pretty well for that era. Um, not my favorite of the static seasons, but uh, it was fine. I, I did like the, uh, the, the matching suits. I also liked that they changed up the designs on them. So uh, jump has like an, an up shape on his like an up upward facing arrow and run has a downward facing arrow and then richie has like a a, just a parallel pair of parallel lines uh on his on his shirt so kind of goes straight across so i I do like that there was some variety there um i also of course uh, runs colors being red and yellow perhaps an homage to other speedsters in the dc universe i thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. great um but yeah i think I, th- I think that uh, Static Static Kling also making an appearance. We also talk about, yes. we always like to point out the, the uh, Deus Ex Machina, whatever powers that Static needs to, to use. The, the, his powers are just nondescript and they just can be whatever the story line calls for. Um, mm-hmm. And in this week's episode, he uses them to call Richie's house from a phone line that he's flying up and touching and he creates <laughs> the keypad using electricity to dial so that he can, he can dial Richie's home mom's home phone from wherever he is in Dakota. So I did <laughs> find that a it's hilarious because it's definitely a product of its time, home phones, people flying up to use telephone wire to, I mean, static needing to call somebody's house from, from uh, from the road and not having a cell phone or just not dialing <laughs> Richie's cell phone was pretty funny, I thought. Uh, but also just that he had to create a giant keypad uh, to to dial the numbers to get <laughs> to, to, to get connected <laughs> to Richie's mom's house. So I really enjoyed that. But yeah, other than that, um, I, I didn't think there was anything that that stood out too too much. I was a little disappointed that Richie's powers were not differentiated that much at least by color from statics that opening uh, part at the junkyard where they're having their little test of strength their powers are literally the same color purple bluish whatever statics powers are manifested as so it was really hard to tell whose powers were what it didn't really seem like richie's powers were differentiated very well or what his power set was at the beginning he does create some like constructs in that as he's saving the the guys the, from the crane. He kind of creates a couple of scoops and things to push, push and catch. So I did appreciate that, but that didn't come until that scene. And we don't really see much more of it because his powers are drained afterwards. So um, with all that said, uh, I ended up giving uh, visuals and animation an OK six out of ten. What about you? Yeah, I went one point higher. I went seven out of 10. I think for, for the reasons we've talked about, I do think we could have maybe seen a little bit higher. I think if they had combined those final two kind of confrontations, you have static sort of single-handedly take down, uh, run and jump at the museum or whatever it was, and then go to a different location for that final battle with uh, with uh, with the old man so i think maybe if they had had that all together or maybe static is fighting off those two and and richie is sort of left alone to deal with uh, this old man i think maybe that could have created a an interesting uh, a more interesting and maybe more action-packed uh, finale to the episode but mm-hmm. yeah overall i do think uh, like i said for i like i like uh, richie's look in the in the scene where he comes to to save the uh, uh 
the and the crane accident. I think that's all pretty cool. Static, uh, you know, holding holding this thing in this big electrical field, but struggling mightily with it, and then and then uh, Richie showing up right in the nick of time and making little constructs in fact with his uh with his energy powers is cool and then i actually really enjoyed uh, the bit in the junkyard where richie's flying up and his powers fade and he's falling and virgil has to think quick and he doesn't have his uh his static saucer i believe we we figured out that's the name of it but he doesn't, he doesn't have that he doesn't have that on him so he instead uh sees a hubcap on a on a nearby uh on a nearby tire in the junkyard and quickly pulls that off and sort of hops on it with one foot and is trying to balance himself as he flies up to catch Rich, Richie. I thought that was kind of a cool bit of seeing the the superhero be a little bit out of his element, still being able to uh, to think fast and, and save his friend. I thought that was really neat. So yeah, there's definitely some fun things, but maybe not as much fun as you would think based on the, the various powers and, and things that we were shown in the episode. So uh yeah, I settled on a seven out of 10 from my score. And uh, with that, Cal, I believe that will take us to our third category, which of course will be music. Richard Wolf, once again, doing the music this week. Uh, good news for you is that there are uh, there are no lyrics to my knowledge, other than of course, static. the guy saying static shock. Uh-uh. Um, nope, that's not true. Not true. Oh, but what did I miss? What did I miss? There's one scene where I think it's uh I think it's right when Static and Richie are on the roof and Static confronts him, uh, right after Richie has saved the crane and uh, he tries to he tries to kind of find out what's happening and they begin to kind of go up against each other. There's a there's a song that comes through with the lyrics fight 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 <laughs> fight fight fight. I couldn't make out any additional lyrics, but there's a lot of the same okay. right in it. Um, I couldn't tell you who they were emulating, which which hip hop artists they might have been emulating, but uh, uh, yeah, it was it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't full full uh, lines of of lyrics. It didn't sound like it was just screaming the word "fight" a lot. <laughs> well, there we go. But yeah, my my only music notes I had were actually in that. Uh, in that crane scene uh, as as richie sort of swoops in and saves the day you get like a little bit of the you know the drum machine but very triumphant hero music playing and then static sort of slowly cuts back to static sort of slowly carrying this this giant hunk of metal to and slowly lowering it to the ground and it's just like this little bit of like synthesizer but it's played very comedically, I thought. Mm-hmm. It kind of adds to that as as, uh, as as Richie goes, oh, hey, it's Static. Uh, he really helped me out here. And uh, he helped me save the day. And then it, it cuts back to all of the, the innocent bystanders that Richie saved, all kind of scowling at him <laughs> because he's been, he's, been, uh, he's been just struggling with this one piece of metal while, while uh, Push was saving the day. So I thought the music kind of added a little bit to that and to the... Uh, to the bit there with uh, actually right after that, when he, when Richie goes back to the old man for the third time and just this sort of a uh, sort of sinister, it's very, it's very light, but there's some like a drum machine comes in as, as he's sort of climbing up the fire escape and it brings in this sort of sinister music as he arrives back to the, uh, to the old man and, and, and his lackeys there at the end. So nothing, nothing too spectacular, but I thought some, some fun moments that added to it. And of course, I'm, I'm always a fan of that season two static theme that also happens to come in during some of our action sequences. So uh, I ended up settling on a six out of 10 for music. Nice. Yeah. I went with a five out of 10. Um, I will say that I also liked there's sort of a right before that fight scene. There's a when when Push makes his debut. There's a sort of a Push theme that plays. It's electric guitar, and it's uh, it it actually sounded a little bit out of place for what we're used to because it was a break sort of from the drum machine and general hip hop flavor of the uh, of the whole show that we usually are are used to. Um, I did like the use of the static theme uh, in the end, uh, especially as he's taking on run and jump. And when it comes in as the static cling takes hold, I really enjoyed that. Um, but uh, yeah, so five out of 10 is usually a good sign for, for a static review for me. From the <laughs> uh, 
uh, Wolfie, uh, as he's known, apparently, I noticed that for the first time today that Richard Wolfie Wolf is his, uh, is his mm-hmm. official credit for the, uh, in the credits. So Wolfie didn't do too bad this week. So, uh, kudos to him, uh, but still a, a five out of 10 is a, is typically a good score for me on a static week. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, especially I can go back just one week and hear quite a bit, quite a different, uh, tune so to speak from yourself when it came to your musical score so a big improvement this week in in your book so and uh, with that cal that will bring us to our final category here which of course is our voice acting in addition to our main stars who we'll get to in a moment Uh, not a huge cast to talk about we do briefly have gene smart again as uh, mrs foley Um, and then of course we have we have philip tanzini as run and uh, Kenny Blank as Jump, both of them are veteran voice actors. Has done a lot of a lot of video games and then sort of uh, a lot of like background additional voices credits uh, for for various cartoons and video games, as, as well as some some starring roles as well. But uh, I don't feel like we get enough of a sense of their personalities, which again I feel like is maybe a failure of this episode because it it i mean it is satisfying when when static beats them up but i don't feel like uh we, we don't really get much other than they're both kind of they're into the the crime side of this <laughs> this deal and and richie's not that's kind of their own defining characteristic because they're evil is what uh, is what you might say yes they're they, there's not a lot fleshed out for those characters so they're they're perfectly fine i know that they also play additional roles on static and later episodes smaller roles i believe so uh yeah not a whole lot to to mention or to critique for this week but uh it is it is great to see them get their comeuppance after being very arrogant and taunting static yeah so we we do get that at least absolutely and uh Elsewhere in our cast are our main villain, uh, the old man, or as he tried to call himself, Ragtag. We have a uh, Richard Richard Libertini, um, who man, you look at a, you talk about like a character actor. This guy uh, had a lot of credits to his name over the years. Not a lot of huge roles. His most famous ones were things like you know appeared on an episode of uh, of Star Trek here or a sitcom there or. Uh, was in the the live action Popeye movie. I think was the top uh, was the top credited act on there. I think he uh, also had quite a few voice acting credits to his name as well. So, um, but uh, again, I think he does have a very weird. It's not. It is cartoony and over the top. But for what this episode is and for that character design, I think it totally works as this just real sinister, like witchy guy. <laughs> Yeah, he he actually like I was surprised. I thought his voice was his voice acting was pretty strong, and I was surprised that he didn't have more, at least one additional role in the DCAU. Um, I thought he warranted well enough to uh, to to get something out of it, even if it was a minor minor role, perhaps in Justice League or something uh, that was that was done later. But uh, unfortunately, this this was uh, his his only spot, I believe, and uh, it it was good. He played played him evil. I, I love how at the end uh, when he realizes that Richie is turned on him and uh, is no longer under his proverbial spell that uh, he kind of gets frustrated with him and that's right before he's dropped into the dumpster so yeah I, I think he does a, a strong uh, a strong performance this week and for somebody that we didn't uh, we hadn't hadn't heard from in, in a prior DCAU episode I thought he did did quite well I totally agreed. Yeah, like I said, it's just got it's it's cartoony and and over the top, but still very sinister. And it feels when that that big reveal comes in the the third act when he reveals that he can take power too and begins to drain static. I think it it feels very feels very evil and very like we said very sinister and and dangerous at that point. So a, a very good job by him. And then of course we have our our two main actors of the piece. We have. Jason Marsden as Richie and again this is a very Richie episode so he gets a lot to do and unlike a lot of his season one and two episodes especially I think we as we've talked about in the past he's not just uh, he's not just a quit machine this week he gets to express things like we said whether or not uh, it feels totally warranted by the story that we're that we see here um, you know he gets to sort of lash out in anger and then show that those you know that depression when his powers 
sort of first fade away and then the desperation when he goes back to the old man begs for the powers back and the again sort of the the anger and and denial that he throws at at Virgil and in, in that scene uh, a really good job I thought this week by uh, by Mr. Marston well how very good to see you again my young friend oh by the way I heard about your little heroic exploit today. Wonderfully done, really. Please, I need some more. Of course you do. That should last you long enough. No, I need more. And you shall have more, much more. But first, you'll have to do something for me. What do you mean? Yeah, I like I said, or like you said, uh, we've we've at times, uh, you know, not not been very complimentary of some of the uh, the, the material that he's he's been given. <laughs> but I think we're uh, as far as the Richie character is concerned, he's a he's a strong Richie and 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 definitely does a a a good job typically with the material that he's given. But this week allowed him to sort of flex flex those acting chops a little bit and do uh, do a little bit more than just deliver a, a one-liner or a, a witty joke or um, so I, I think that his his emotion as you mentioned even though it's perhaps not warranted his emotion that he shows right from the get-go of being embarrassed and upset with static and then uh, again once he gets the power sort of being pompous and arrogant and uh, questioning statics jealousy and all of that uh, and then ultimately kind of the, at the end is there as he reconsiders just where he finds himself because of his desire for these powers mr marston did a great job of of uh of coming across and expressing the emotion uh from start to finish for this week uh and, and definitely a, a great a for for him for this week absolutely and of course uh speaking of grade a top of the top uh, Philomar as static. What else can we can possibly be said about this? Obviously, like we said it's not it's not his episode this week. Jason Marsden certainly gets the the lion's share of the work to do in this episode. But uh, you know, just just being there, trying to be the supportive friend and and help him work through something, even when he doesn't want your help. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the strongest voice acting stuff in in the episode and in, in an episode that I thought overall was very strong in voice acting, but I think the, the best stuff is those, those interactions that, uh, that Jason Marston and Philomar have with each other as they're sort of trying to work out this overarching argument that they were having before Richie got powers that is sort of made worse by, by Richie, you know, getting semi addicted to them and, and sort of taking out and lashing out at Virgil. And so they, uh, they not surprisingly, of course, Mr. Lamar and Mr. Marston play off each other quite well. Yeah. The, that, that heart wrenching scene where he, he kind of comes to grips and realizes that his friend isn't quite acting like his friend anymore. And he's really concerned about him and uh, begins to really question his whole attitude and what he's doing uh, that ultimately leads to the fight between the two of them. Um, and then expressing the concern later on as he's trying to figure out just what he can do to help his friend. I, you know, I love that. Um, he has a, he has a couple of quips at the end that he gets in uh, up against the old man. And, but uh, most of the, I think most of it is, is them playing off each other is, is the, is the highlight for this episode. And uh, a large reason why I ended up giving uh, voice acting a very strong nine out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I actually gave it the exact same score of nine out of 10 there. Uh, I think, yeah, just a, a great uh, trio of actors here with, of course, Phil Lamar, uh, Jace, Jason Marsden, and our, our villain of the piece, Mr. Mr. Libertini there. So, yeah, a, a very, very strong week uh, for voice acting overall. And uh, with that, Cal, that will begin to wrap us up. Oh, oh, been a few weeks but yes that is the familiar tones of the bonus point sound and uh i believe this one uh, i think i'm up for this one cal this is uh, yeah. my bonus point and uh we we uh, i think briefly alluded to it earlier during our plot summary but yes during uh during the scene uh, right at the beginning of the episode as as richie is uh, pretending to be a superhero and and virgil comes in and is sort of making fun of him virgil mentions that 
sometimes in his uh, his private moments he pretends he's green lantern and then uh sort of drops into a uh, a bit of an impression of uh of uh, of john stewart the green lantern himself there so uh, a very very meta fun bit of uh, a bit of fun there with uh, with of course the same voice actor phil lamar playing both roles and <laughs> i'm sorry rich but hey, man, it's no big deal. Sometimes I still pretend to be Green Lantern. Hail, Guardians of the Universe. Uh, pretending, and, and Virgil talking about pretending to be Green Lantern, obviously these characters get to meet a little bit down the road, including an episode we've already covered in the first time in A League of Their Own, Parts 1 and 2, which you can hear back in the archives. But I just that was so perfect, and it's they don't linger on it. They don't wink at the camera. They don't. They don't wait 10 seconds for the laughter to die down. They just do it and then they move on. And I thought it was really, really, really not only a funny line to throw in, but the timing of it and everything was very good. So I thought that deserved extra plus one for that. Yeah, that's a that's a great bonus point. Definitely was a was a fun little meta meta joke that they included for this uh, for this week and uh, for for fans of the show later on. Again, if you're if you're an eight year old child, that probably doesn't make much of a difference to you watching this at the time. But now as adults, us rewatching this and catching that line and going, ah, ah I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a nice little little snicker and wink. So, yeah, definitely worth a bonus point in my book. Absolutely, Cal. And with that, that will actually bring us to our final scores this week. And tallying everything up, I end up with with the addition of my one bonus point. That brings me to a total of 29 out of 40 this week. Nice. And I'm just a couple of points lower. Um, I ended up with a 27 out of 40. So not that far off. Uh, so Liam, where does this episode lie with you as far as rewatchability is concerned? Because I I feel like I feel like the argument could be made for a for a one thumb up because it does further the Richie character. But we we did talk about how he ends up getting powers anyway, and mm-hmm. there's not this episode is sort of wrapped up very quickly. There's no lingering effects to him basically betraying and trying to hurt his best friend. So. Mm-hmm where does this lie for you? Yeah, I think this is a, this is a skip. Uh, I think this is a no thumbs up for me. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it. I think it's a fun episode. Certainly if you're just looking for, if you're just watching static, you certainly don't need to skip this one if you've never seen it before. But when we talk about rewatching or we're coming back to these, like we do over the years, uh, this one would not be high on my list as far as an important episode of static for the reasons you just mentioned it doesn't it isn't really addressed from here on out and then on top of that the the lesson learned that you don't need superpowers to be a hero is somewhat undone because they give richie superpowers after all and then uh and then of course uh, as far as it being it's not and not at all consequential to this show or to the dcau as a whole uh, you know, not the villains or anybody never really come back or, or do anything else in in this series or any other. So, yeah, not much, uh, not much, I think, to uh, to write home about here. And, that, and again, that's not to say it isn't a fun or enjoyable episode, but it's probably not one I will come back to uh, too often if I, if and when I do uh, revisit my my favorite episodes of Static. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. It's it's fun but it's not mandatory watching. Um, and uh, again, I, I don't know if I need to see this episode ever again. So yeah, that's, that's usually a good sign that uh, it's a skip. So I guess it's a skip from both of us. <laughs> that is right, Cal. Well, that will begin to wrap us up here. Thank you everybody for listening. Whether you do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, if you listen through our main anchor site, or of course, as already mentioned, on the Pod Tower YouTube channel, wherever you listen. Uh, if that thing that you were listening to us on allows you to give us a review or give us five stars or anything like that, we would appreciate you taking the time to do that. That does help us up, gets the show bumped up in the, the all-important search algorithms as we uh, try to expand our show, maybe get some new listeners. So we always appreciate people who take the time to do that. Uh, or or answer our polls every every week on on the Spotify version of the podcast. They 
that uh, that app gives us sort of an exclusive function where we can post a couple of poll questions. We always throw some things up there. So if you listen on Spotify, you can also vote there and let us know what you think. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us the old fashioned way, by which I mean social media, uh, <laughs> you can, of course, follow us at DCAU Review, both on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is the same. And uh, let us know what you think of not only this episode, but anything that we've reviewed as of late or you'd like us to review coming up or any other thoughts on various uh, DCAU uh, projects or, uh, or anything really related to comic books or, or cartoons. We're often talking about that, especially on the Twitter, but uh, always love to hear your thoughts, whether on Twitter or Instagram. And Cal, we are entering our final week of May here. So that means we have one more episode of Static to review before we uh, leave the sunny skies of Dakota for the time being. That is right, Liam, and we will be continuing with our Static reviews one more here in the month of May. We will be headed back to season one, where we will be checking out an episode where Static is framed for a crime he didn't commit. That's right. What's all that all about? We're going to check it out. It's the episode replay. Not going to not going to want to miss that one. Absolutely. Cal will be a fun way to, uh, to go out with a bang for the time being with our static reviews. Definitely next week. Looking forward to that. And uh, you know, always, always interesting to visit again. Go back to these earliest episodes of static. So uh, going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully everyone listening will join us then. But until then, I'm Liam. And I'm Cal. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.